I'll come back. 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 Alright, let me know when it's live. Alright, let me know when it's live. Alright, so we good? Alright, so let's get this uh let's get this shit pushing. So five, four, three, two, one. So hello and welcome. Ladies and gents, to the Barcast, where the bar gets impossibly lower every time. It's probably in fucking China by now. So, today we've got our usual bartenders. We've got Enigmatic Otaku. Child noises in the back. We've got Milk. I'm currently not dying, sorry. And we've got Ravage. Enigma stream from somewhere that's not your pedo van. And I'm Flammenwerfer. I'll be the uh, host today as uh, Pencil and Priest are currently indisposed. So today we've got another special, I'd like to say, known person around the fandom, around film fiction. We have fan of most everything. Welcome. Hello, nice to be here. And I can definitely say I'm known around film fiction. I'm not sure about any other corner of the fandom. Uh, for me, the fandom comprises of film fiction because I literally venture nowhere else. So, so we'll go. We'll go with that. I'm happy to have you here today as well, and we'll just get right into it with some basic questions. Firstly, we'll start with who are you, and what have you done for this fandom? Damn it. Um. Well, as said before, I am a fan of most everything. I have probably made more pony-themed Magic the Gathering cards than the rest of the fandom combined. Oh. Uh, I've written 66 stories, according to Fin Fiction, not counting other people's collaborations. Uh, among them have been crossovers, uh, Cheese Sandwich taking over the world in a story that's 50% Weird Al references by Mass. Um, <laughs> and in AU, wherein Sunset Shimmer becomes God. Sounds like a very uh, diverse portfolio. I'll say. Now, with that being said, how did you fan of most everything, which I can assume you are a fan of most everything, correct? Well, pretty much. Okay. How did you get into the fandom? What's your story? Well, the f funny story. Uh, first time... The first footage of anything Pony I saw was the bit of Sonic Rainboom where Rarity does her Icarus impression. And... Oh, God. So, yeah, that <laughs> tell you something about my first impression of it. I was kind of indifferent. Uh, after that, I started seeing reaction images uh, on the MS Paint Adventures forums. Uh, I am a homestuck. I've yet to recover. <laughs> Um, and then several of my friends basically indoctrinated me into the cult. Uh, 
I believe one of the first videos they showed me was like Flutter Guy performing fuck shit stack. That is a classic. Oh, it is. <laughs> that is a huge classic. Oh my god, I Where, forgot that existed. Doing what? Explain Okay, to me. you are clearly uninitiated, Enigma. Go watch Reggie Watts's uh, fuck shit stack and then go and then find the Fluttershy version. You can do that after the cast. And one of the things they did, and this may actually answer one of your upcoming questions, uh, one of my friends showed me either an, an image or the original 4chan thread where they captured a certain animation error in the first episode of the show, and, along with the caption, thus begins the legend of Derpy Hooves. Oh. And I could not possibly tell you why, but from that moment on, she was my favorite pony. Beautiful. <clears throat> I like it. Then, I guess that does answer the next very politically charged question of who is best pony, correct? Yes. Unequ unequivocally, she of the seven bubbles. Perfect. And I, for one, am willing, I, for one, am willing to welcome Derpy as our overlord. That's a so. weird way to. It's a weird way to say Luna. Yeah, normally I'd say that, but I am more than okay with Derpy as second, as second or either or. I mean, do you really want that? Christ, uh, she's cross-eyed, and do you really want her like filing the government taxes? That's not what leaders of nations do. They have people for that. Yeah. God damn it, Enigma. So. <laughs> And then, in case, that does it for the regular general interview question. So we'll go on to all the fan-submitted ones. So we'll start with Alex underscore. So, two fan of most everything. What? Ah, oh, this is a great question. What are you not a fan of? So original. Um, I kid. Uh, <laughs> uh, really just, like, senseless gore in general. Like, just people suffering for no point or purpose. The really dark stuff, I'm just not that into if, you know... There's, mm. it's just there for its own sake. So you probably didn't enjoy cupcakes then? Um, honestly, I only skimmed it. Yeah, I, I did I'm, too. There was really nothing really for me there. I mean, I'm aware of it. I, ne I never got a chance to read the original thing. Hmm. Hmm. Okay. Then Alex also says, now for some spooky questions. What is your spookiest anecdote? Okay, so this one time I was in a Dunkin' Donuts in a train station, just, you know, having a muffin. And mm -hmm. this guy just sits down next to me and starts going off about, you know, how he's a veteran and the country misused him and just, all the shit he had to do that he can't even talk about because they got a chip in his head. And I am just sitting there trying to make no sudden movements whatsoever and fearing for my life that this guy is going to stab me right in front of the cashier. <laughs> <laughs> that makes a lot of sense. I'd do the I, exact same thing. I, mean, I had a similar experience a few days ago, but you go on. Eventually, he just ran himself down, and I smiled and nodded enough to placate him. But yeah, that definitely sticks in my mind. And this was years ago, so I it may well be the same person if you're, you know, in the yeah. of New York. <laughs> so, yeah, well, you sh you should. That's definitely like I should not be alive. Uh, material right there. 
Because <laughs> I would actually have been scared shitless. Oh, I was terrified, just not terrified enough to stop being polite. No. <laughs> Understandable. Like, the guy talks about killing people, so you just sit down with your muffin and smile and nod, going, okay, yeah, that's interesting, tell me more. Sounds like something Derpy would do. So, then, we'll go on to the next question. Ah, kill fuck Mary, a spooky scary skeleton, a spooky ghost, or and a spooky hellhound from hell, as if that needed to be uh, uh, specified. Um... I suppose it would be kill the spooky hellhound from hell because no good can come of demons. Mm -hmm. Uh, fuck the spooky scary skeleton because of all the myriad available options. Okay. Hopefully marry the spooky ghost and help them pass on. But if you help the spooky ghost pass on, then you have no one left. Well, yeah, I suppose... Does that null your marriage, or are you just forever? Are you does do, do, what do you get a divorce from then if there's no spooky ghost left? I mean, the vows do say until death do us part, and death already parted us. If I may steal from Corpse Bride, that is so, that is true. So does that uh, nullify the marriage contract? Well, by that, so, I can't marry anything but the Hellhound, and that's debatably alive. <laughs> so, so if the ghost gets super death, then it's annulled. Apparently. Apparently. It's a double hell. Oh, and famous, or not famous, fan of most everything, I apologize. I mean, you looks like you're echoing a little bit. Oh. So, would you be able to turn that down just a little bit? Uh, just a moment. Sounded like you said you just jizzed a moment. What? <laughs> I'm deaf, don't mind me. <laughs> You're you're not you're not Enigma. Be quiet. Right? <laughs> That's my shtick. <laughs> I stole it. That any better? Which is also your shtick. But... Let's see. Testing. Testing. Sounds good to me. Awesome. Awesome. Thank you for that. So now, question for everyone: Why are we having more fun than Priest and Pencil had at their con? Uh, wouldn't know. And there's a link here. Oh god, that's fucking great. What is it? So, uh, Milk put the shit up. Have you put... Go, have you put the shit up, Milk? Oh god, that's great. This is Pencil looking at a Spike appreciation board. That is amazing. Okay, I was gonna say, was that actually there? But I, I can tell that that's photoshopped in or something. How? That does not look... That doesn't look photoshopped. How does that look photoshopped? God damn it. Wait, so, so wait, so there's an actual thing on the wall that says Spike Appreciation Board. Are you not looking at the picture? I'm looking at the picture, but the, the engraving on the bottom looks like it's been added in post. You can tell from the pixels and having seen some shops. Oh, that's what, that's what you mean. Yeah, that... That I can see what you're talking about, but no, you weren't specifying what the fuck was photoshopped. But yeah, definitely that. Sure. But yeah, the spike is definitely there. Anyway, so what costumes will you each wear to the Barcast Halloween party, which I wasn't aware we were having, but fuck it. So in short, what's y'all's costume? costume. 
Well, I'm going as the candy distributor, every child's favorite. <laughs> so is it like a clown? Or are you just saying it was a clown, or is it literally like a uniform dude who says candy distributor? Oh my god, that's an amazing idea. I just meant I'm giving out candy, but... Okay, but you have to wear, like, you know, a really creepy pedo mustache and, like, really mm -hmm. wide glasses. I Do I have a panel it, van? Those counts? Hmm. <laughs> I mean, does bar count as pedo? I don't know. I'd say it's... The, the pedo mustache is, like, one of those things that's hard to describe, but you know it when you see it. It's, like, you ever, like, you ever just look at someone, you're like, now nah, they're a pedophile. Like, it's, it, every cop from the 70s who had a mustache had the pedal mustache. <laughs> every cop from the... That's actually a pretty good estimate. <clears throat> Very well, then. So, great costume. Um, we'll move on to Short Skirts and Explosions, who simply asks, What doth life? What doth life? Hast thou met life? Life doth what life wanteth. Life be a strong, independent chemical reaction who needeth not no man, except oh, one of amazing. Okay. <laughs> Beautiful. I couldn't have answered that better oh myself, my honestly. <laughs> All right. And that was his input. So we'll look at RB-47, who asks, if you could get everyone to read one fic that you wrote, which would it be and why? Um, I mean, if I'm in full self-serving mode, it would definitely be oversaturation. Okay. Uh, that's the, which basically starts off this whole AU that I mentioned where, you know, sunset becomes God. And everything that follows from there. But, I mean, in terms of, like, community betterment, I would say Never the Final Word Volume 2, which I continued from Horizon after he wasn't able to keep, keep up with the curation, and it's just a collection of people's comment fix that continue other people's work, and I'm honestly not sure how many people know that exist. Hmm. Well, def you definitely made your case for people to read it. Uh, everyone, go read Oversaturation. We'll get, we're going to get that up on the Barcast promotion uh, thread. Should we change the drinking word to whenever we hear a blip from his end, we all just drink? Because we'll probably die of a liver failure. No, we should drink to whenever we hear, hear your little children in the background from your mic. <laughs> but yeah, if we did either of those, we'd all be dead. So oh yeah, shit, what was the drinking word this time around? I believe we agreed on card. Card, okay. So that was three shots right there, guys. Have fun. So... We move on to Not Enough Coffee, and he writes, Hello, hope you have a wonderful time on the cast. So polite. Here are some questions for you. One, do blind people feel love at first sight? The other senses becomes sharper when you lose one. Blind people have love at first smell, which is really awkward when multiple people use the same shampoo. That's, That's a good point a, right there. Yeah, that is a good point, and that... Yeah, that institutes a whole nother uh, set of conundrum. Okay. Um, two, can you stake a vampire with an artificial heart? You can, but it's a lot more effective if you use wood. Wait, are, are you wow. saying that you, gra you grab God an artificial... 
Are you saying that you grab an artificial heart <laughs> and somehow stab the vampire through his original heart with that? <laughs> what the fuck? Yes, and that's what he meant. <laughs> God, all right, we're off to a great start. Three, why isn't phonetics spelled the way it sounds? These are some fucking great questions. <laughs> because English is a silly, kleptomaniacal language. Yes, it is. I love that answer. Four, if you choke a Smurf, what color does it turn? My guess is purple. What are your thoughts? Uh, the funny thing is, Smurfs are actually a species of fungus. They're a symbiotic lifestyle with their mushroom houses, so they don't actually respire as we understand it. This is why Gargamel wanted to turn them to gold. They are a blight and unearthly monstrosity upon this earth. So what, so what you're saying is the reason the Last of Us world happens because of Smurfs. Precisely. So go, fucking, all right, guys, you heard it here. Hashtag Gargamel did nothing wrong. <laughs> so get that shit trending. Number five, why do we need training bras? What can we teach them? The question is not what we can teach the bras, but what we can learn from them. You know, I have one question for you, actually, that relates to some of these. Go on. How can my feet smell if they don't have a nose? Who says they don't? He got you there, Enigma. <laughs> and last, but not I, I, least, six. What is the biggest secret you've withheld from your parents? Um, I mean, are we counting secrets that came out regardless of whether I wanted them to or not? Yeah, sure. If they if they eventually found out, but you still withheld it from them for a long period of time, I, yeah, that still counts. Uh, spending several semesters of college in the computer lab rather than classes. Mostly on film fiction. <laughs> did you? Oh, hey, okay. Wait, what can I learn? Uh, okay, so did you, yeah, did you, he said it on film fiction. So did, did you actually tell them what site you were on? Uh, I never specified, mostly because I figured they were angry enough they didn't <laughs> horse fiction. That is amazing. Like, so. I'm imagining this scenario where your parents come by to visit you at college, and someone says, oh, he's at the, he's over at the computer lab, and they come in, and you see them coming in, so rather than, uh, so what you do immediately is switch to porn, because it's easier to explain. Uh, not how it happened, but hilarious to imagine. So, all right. Actually, since how many more questions do we have? We're actually okay on questions, so I want to extend this question to everyone. Everyone here, what is the biggest secret that you have withheld from your parents, whether regardless of if they found out or it's still under wraps? Enigma. Well, that's obvious. This fandom and you schmucks. Damn. Okay, then. Milk, what do you think? The secret that I held the most and then they figured it out, or just, like... It, uh, what's the biggest... What's the biggest... Quanti what's the quantifiably biggest secret that you have, whether it came out or not, that you've withheld from them? Uh... That I had a boyfriend for, like, six months and that nobody knew about it? Okay. That's fair enough. Ravage. I kept a porn collection on my mother's computer and she never found it. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> Ravage, how old were you? Uh, 12. 
Oh my god, how big um, was it? Okay, how many <laughs> gigabytes was a 12 year old's porn collection? Tell me. Uh, shit, I'd have to take a guess. All right, so give me your best ballpark estimate. Maybe 300 megabytes. That's actually that's for a 12 year old. That's being really generous. But you're 12 year old. 12 years old. Did you just go on Google and see and search like big boobies or something like that? Nope. Like, I was a furry for the longest time. Oh my god. Uh, yeah. So it's not just normal porn. It would have been really fucking funny. <laughs> oh, so then she never found out. Oh no, she never found out. Oh, okay. That's great. <laughs> I mean, that I beats mean, mine. Mine mine was just a relationship with a girl for two and a half years that was long distance for about ninety percent of the time, but that yours is fucking hysterical. <laughs> Holy shit. I mean, Flame, remember when you picked me up in my house and my family was looking out the windows? And the oh yeah, and did, yeah, didn't didn't they ask who was at the door and you said my girlfriend? <laughs> yes. Because they were at, I was packing my shit up and they're like, Where are you going? And I was like, uh, I'm gonna go see my girlfriend. I said jokingly. And then, and then they, they look out me. and they just see me with like unshaven and like <laughs> not caring about his appearance that day. They saw you. They turned to me. They said, who's that man? And I said, isn't it obvious? My girlfriend. God, I, you're retarded. Holy shit. That was great. <laughs> but Ravage, you win. All right. So anyone else have their biggest secrets with help from their parents? Write in the chat. We are moving on to the next set of questions from RK Striker JK5. To which, let's see, um, okay, so how are you doing? Congrats on getting chosen. What's your favorite non-MLP franchise? Uh, easily Magic the Gathering. All right. Pretty good. I'm assuming you play a lot with, like, friends and stuff, right? Oh, copiously. Like, I probably would be playing right now if we, if we were doing this tonight. Oh, Beautiful. So, yeah, I played a couple times myself. I just never got into it. I guess that's just, like, from my Yu-Gi-Oh! tainted mind and stuff when that was a thing. Yeah. Same. I only know Yu-Gi-Oh! and my noggin right here. Mm. So, all right. Then, um, have you done any writing or any other type of work for not an MLP-related franchise? Oh, my, yes. Um, like, I believe I started my fanfiction.net account in 2005. Um, oh, yeah, I'm not mentioning it for, you know, protecting the dignity of my past self, uh, but I did a little bit for the Slayers, uh, quite a bit of Teen Titans, mm -hmm. and then, uh, have any of you ever heard of the Anime Adventure? I have not. Sounds, uh, sounds familiar, but I don't think I've ever seen it. Okay, it is sadly dead, because, oh. you know interest lost and eventually no one bothered to keep up the hosting but basically the idea was it was an infinitely extensible choose your own adventure type deal um it was based it was grounded in ranma one half uh but you know crossovers and complete shifts in story happened willy-nilly i was in i was into that for a few years and surprised that you said the slayers i don't know anybody else who actually knows of that series a friend of mine in high school introduced me to it, it to which i was very grateful he was also really into prince of tennis did not have the same passion for that gotcha i did 
I did not like the Prince of Tennis. That shit was not too non me for a while, and I feel it was a waste of my time, my damn time slot. <laughs> waste of my damn time slot. <laughs> he only airs on Thursdays. Damn it, he has to make the most of it. <laughs> <laughs> Toonami was great though when they were doing like Dragon Ball Z and everything. God damn, mm. that was awesome. So. All right, so that ends his questions. Moving on to Sunbro for Life, who asks, firstly, what's your favorite video game? Um, I mean, I think my favorite one would have to be, it's this semi-obscure GameCube RPG, uh, Botan Kaidos. Interesting, yeah, I've never heard of it. Uh, it's really fun. Uh, it's got a fascinating world and engrossing plot. Uh, like, pokes fun at some RPG cliches while reveling in others. Hmm. Uh, and, and the battle system is actually very innovative. It's, it's card-based, and also the items in your inventory age in real time. So, like, one of the early examples is you'll get a card called Green Bananas, and it's, they're not ripe yet, so they will actually hurt your enemies. Then they will ripen into yellow bananas, which heal you, and then blackened bananas, which deal more damage to your enemies. That's actually pretty interesting. Is it like turn-based or anything with the card oh, system? Yeah. Oh yeah, it's turn-based, except you actually go during the opponent's turn and play armor cards to defend yourself from them. Oh, okay. So it's like some really old computer games in some sense like that, but on the GameCube. Okay. Sounds interesting. I'll have to look into that. And That's I'm guessing... I'm guessing it segues into the next question. Possibly, what's your favorite boss fight? Uh, actually, that one, Button Kaidos does have a few interesting ones, including the well, including the final boss. But I won't go into details in case you do check it out. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, for this more than ten-year-old game. Uh, but my favorite boss fight is actually from a PC game. Have you heard of Crypt of the Necro Dancer? I have not. Okay, it is a rhythm dungeon crawler, like a rhythm-based roguelike, where you have to move in time to the background music as you explore each level. Hmm. Okay. And my favorite boss from there decided that wasn't enough. You had to play chess at the same time. At like, the same Really? Yes. It, it's called Deep Blues. It you basically are up against an entire opposing chessboard, like eight pawns, etc. And you have to kill the king, of course, but while you're moving, they're they're also all taking their turns and just bouncing around and trying to kill you, of course, because it's a oh. dungeon. Hmm. But okay. yeah, just the sheer amount of what the actual crap am I, is this really <laughs> happening, just makes that, pushes that to the top of the list for me. There, those are so, <laughs> now that you mention that, there was one game that I remember for PlayStation 2, this is such an underrated game series, because the enemies were, so, were good to fight, and the bosses especially, but it was so comically laughable at the same time. Do you guys? I'm. I'm. Do you guys know the Maximo series? No. Nope. Can't say I do. Okay. Well, it was on PS. It was on PS2, and it was just a series. It was just about a knight who was a leader of a kingdom. He went to war, and he comes back, and he's getting cucked by the sorcerer, and he has to go and fight an army of the undead to defeat the sorcerer and get his bitch back. And uh, 
So there, one of the bosses was just this really fat flying fairy who baited you by saying, come get some and slapping his ass. <laughs> God. You know, I think you're describing the Trojan War. Yeah, this this was this was yeah. That's a great analogy for the Trojan War, but no, that's like I never got over that, and I still have weird dreams about that to this day. So that's so so. Chat, write what your favorite boss fight was. If you say anything, Metroid, that's ten internet's for you. So next question: <clears throat> Have you accepted Skeletor, the master of the universe, into your heart? But he's a skeleton. Why would I accept him into my heart when I can accept him into my sternum? It's like reverse alien, then. I like you. Number four. You are in a town. You are in Township of Pone. What business do you start? Uh, psychiatric help, by which I mean Lucy Van Pelt's psychiatric help booth, because God knows they need it. Oh Jesus! I'd I'd imagine some of those ponies have PTSD from some of the shit the main six has, like saved them from. I don't know. I think it's like a regular occurrence to them now. Yeah, I have posited in at least one story that basically there's natural selection at work. Like anyone who couldn't handle the apocalypse descending on a regular basis left Ponyville years ago. Amazing. Jeez. Okay. I mean, they could all just move to Manhattan. Nothing bad ever happens to Manhattan, the largest metropolitan city in all of Equestria. That's true. That's true. Huh. Like, so. T-Rick could have, could have went there to get all the fucking magic, but I don't think he went there. I think the implication is he went everywhere, but yeah. Hmm. Yeah. So, all right. Number five. So the Warriors of Sunlight Bake Sale went off great, but I need to know for a friend, how do you make a star? Well, much like an apple pie, you must first create the universe. Hmm. After that, you know, just compress a bunch of hydrogen together until the explosion, it can't explode because it's too busy collapsing, and it can't collapse because it's too busy exploding, and Bob's your uncle. You heard it here, folks. Hope you wrote that recipe down. You know what to get at the store. Number six, do you even praise, bro? Well, I mean, I've never played a Souls game, so I don't think I do. You heard it here, for, you heard it here first, everyone. Phantomos everything does not praise. Deal with it. <coughs> Chap Penguin Lips then asks, why are you such an incredible person? Because I see no value in being mean and a great deal of value in being nice because being nice makes other people happy and other people happy makes me happy and that and the virtuous cycle continues spoken like a true canadian i don't know man i'm always nice and look what happened to me right here on the on the barcast uh yeah but you asked bag. for it you asked for it you yeah. make me sound like a masochist you are you are you are you're a huge glutton for punishment <laughs> 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 that other guy asks. The, the what? only reason, the only reason I can't escape the masochism <coughs> is because pencil set the safety word to pineapple. He who must not be named. All right. So that other guy asks, "What are the best? What are the best and worst MLP finales in your opinion, and why?" Hmm. 
Um, and let's not talk about the ones that aired today. Oh, we can't? No, just for spoilers, just in case anyone hasn't seen it yet. Yeah, that's entirely fair. I'll have to just put that a joke in my blog. Uh, I mean, best and worst. Um, we'll start with what do you what do you think was the best season finale? Uh, see, this is where my name is working against me because I do tend to enjoy everything MLP does for the most part. Hmm. Uh, actually, if I can wind it back, wind it back to the, my least favorite, I think I would have to say season six, simply because I am deeply displeased with how like the entire main cast got nerfed off screen. What, what happened at the end of season six again? I can't remember. Remind me. Uh, basically, everyone got abducted by changelings off camera. Hmm. Oh, yeah. right, right, right. Of course, that's when the uh, that's when the redesign happened, and we all groaned. That's when they turned into Skittles. Uh, I'm perfectly fine with the glorious sherbet bug horses. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> hashtag yeah, thorax, say hashtag pharynx is the best changeling. It kind of was. Like, did you guys ever see that image where it's him, him being surrounded by the ash from the bottom says, uh, "Last straight man on earth tries to survive in a world where all the gay, all the gays try to inject them with the gay." <laughs> I remember that actually. So, okay. Um, uh, beyond that, I mean, all of the finales have something to. Pr- have something to offer like mm-hmm. even to even to wear and back again but i guess um i don't know like i guess perfect uh yeah i think i'm gonna have to go with the season five finale just simply for the sheer variety of timelines we got to see mm. okay well, that was a good point I actually did enjoy that one. A lot of people, for some reason, didn't enjoy it, but and I can understand why they wouldn't. It did feel rushed towards the end, but it was cool seeing different scenes that were essentially fan fiction uh, bait, for lack of better I mean, words. I mean, Thorax just did that thing that the Hulk did in the, in the first Hulk movie. He was like, here, have it all. Yeah. But yeah, I, I will say we did get a lot of good fiction out of the uh, two out of to wear and back again. Uh, I actually. I do have a story in the Sombra Triumphant line I need to write. It's called Decapitation Strike, and Pinky basically crushes Sombra's head. Like, on accident, or...? Oh, entirely intentionally. Like, it's the climax of it, so future spoilers, but, you know, just... It's this huge moment of catharsis for her where she just dive-bombs Sombra, and he just never anticipated an angry Earth Pony. Yeah, Interesting. You know, that- at some point, at some point, if this if this cycle of villains just showing up and destroying <clears throat> towns continues to happen, at some point they're gonna have to start executing fuckers. They can't just forgive them all. True. We don't know how big Tartarus is. Yeah, maybe just be some fucking living room for all we know. <laughs> so, so what you're saying is deport all the villains into Tartarus. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, no one, no one dies in Equestria. They just get deported. Okay, kid. So, we're moving on to Dub's Rewatcher, and he asks, why are you the best reader ever? Um, because... Uh, I'm a very forgiving audience, I love seeing what people do here, and I have terrible time management skills. The Holy Trinity. 
to which he segues into who is best equestria girl okay let's just cut the, the look just derpy is best every species including whole <laughs> months okay all right guys like, once I again mean, you heard it here first what exactly did human derpy even do Absolutely. exist it, exist Does he it, played the triangle that one time like the musical saucer <laughs> the saucer right it wasn't her who played the triangle that was someone else yeah she had that fucking uh piece of aluminum and then I she mean, almost and then she almost got in a fight with both biceps but it had to be held back hey for the record i would have loved to see that that would have been hilarious and she would have somehow like done she would have somehow like barista bombed him and that would have been the end of it no, nah, she suplexes it. There, there's a fic idea for anyone who wants to take it. Derby, although despite her clumsiness, is actually like a fucking triple, triple black belt in jujitsu, and like <laughs> someone tries to fuck with her, and she just like completely, just like rapes him with his own arm. Nah, <laughs> she, see, she went to a sifu and mastered her clumsiness, so she can like trip over backwards and break your spine. <laughs> She's, it's just it's just like a Benny Hill thing where people try to beat her up and she just clumsily avoids <laughs> everyone and gets people hurt and gets her Pretty assailants much, hurt yeah. and she subdues them all without ever. I mean, once without a single punch. I mean, one story that could be done is that she tries to get her driver's license and the and the driver ed teacher like gets one look at her eyes and is like, oh god, she's behind the wheel. <laughs> Amazing. I mean, one thing I've done with her is that she's so clumsy she can't even remain in the same universe. Oh like god, she, that's actually great. Boy, like, she just trips into another universe? Precisely. Like, why? She's like, she's in hell in front of the devil, and the devil's like, what's the living person doing here? She's like, I don't know, I lost my way from the kitchen. I'm not a clever man. That's actually a great story, dude. you may have to point me to that. So, alright. How, how do you find the time to read and write so much while still being so cool? Uh, again, terrible time management skills. Like, there you go. believe it or not, I actually have a job. It just, I am currently in a situation of both working conditions and workload where I can spend a lot of time on my phone and get away with it. That's like everyone's dream, actually. So you're getting, Amazing. you're Surprised getting, how much you're my getting, supervisor is on his phone and fucking yeah, get away with it. Yeah, he's he's get yeah he's getting uh, he's getting paid to ride horse words. It's like exactly. this is like an hourly wage to ride horse words. This it's like an amazing that this this is the American dream, ladies and gentlemen. Exactly. This is the American dream, and you can fight for it too. You too he's can living have it. So, which one of Derpy's eyes is your favorite? This is a uh, really important question. It's a toss-up between number five and number seven. Wait. Uh, yeah. I happen to agree. I mean, I think the reasons why are self-evident. Yes. I, I get the feeling she's got, like, a, a third <coughs> eye that's, like, cognitive. Not cognitive. Uh, what's that word for she's psychic? Psychic? She's psychic? Like, you, know, you mean she's you know, psychic? The word for being psychic is she's psychic? No, no, no. I mean, she's spirit. She's spiritually enlightened. She's got the third eye, and that's what keeps. That's the main one she uses to keep upright. And she's, she's not reached. She's reached nirvana. Exactly. 
The other two eyes are like, fuck it, but she's like, you can see with that Cyclops middle one in her forehead. There you go, guys. So, ah, next we've got questions with Vylon. So, Pencil isn't, so, um, if you aren't aware, fan of most everything, Vylon will ask you a series of questions that will test your very fiber of being, and you must provide the best answer as possible to them. Wait, uh, Flame, did you pre- did you refresh? Because there's a lot more. Yes, I yes I did. Okay. So, um, since pencil is not here, I will do the jingle. <clears throat> it's time for questions with Violet. <laughs> you cut so, out the end there. Fuck you, Mike. So now we'll never know what it's time for. It's time for questions with Violet. There we go. So number one. Sometimes while you pee, you get a sneezing spree. When you sneeze, pee forcibly bursts from your pee hole, and the feeling is un- as unpleasant as stopping yourself from sneezing. So, would you rather sneeze and stretch your pee hole, or pee properly and deal with the itch of a stop sneeze? Hmm. Trying to think of the logic of this. So, you sneeze and a bit of pee comes out, or a full stream? Let Let... Let fan of most everything think you reread it. I mean, I would like a definition on stretch your pee hole. I'd like to think it's pretty, uh... I'd like to think when you sneeze, it widens. It's that that's what she's getting at, whether that's actually true, which it probably is, and we'll assume it is for the sake of this argument. Um... I suppose pee properly and deal with the itch of a stop sneeze. Mm, yeah, that's that seems that seems pretty uh seems pretty normal to me. So you are fan you are fan kun and you are woken up for breakfast by your little sister Emotu Chan. Today's breakfast is an omelet made from Emotu's is that how you pronounce that enigma? It's Emoto. Emoto. From Emoto's eggs with a cup of Emoto's milk. It's so rich and creamy. The taste of your little sister spreads in your mouth. Your little sister's freshly hatched eggs and freshly squeezed milk taste so good that you let some ketchup drip from your mouth. Ah, Nicho, you look so silly! Emoto-chan takes some freshly (laughs) warm panties from a gate to a parallel world and lovingly wipes your face with it. She then offers you her panties to go along with your breakfast. You comply, and your little sister's hot, just warm panties taste so good. The fragrant panties and your sister's juices create the ultimate harmony. You gulp it down to Emotu-chan's immense delight. It's now time to help your dear little sister with the chores. Would you rather help her lay eggs together or help her squeeze milk from your other sisters? You know, I'm really Uh, hoping your family's listening in on this flame. (laughs) I actually have an older sister, for the record. I asked her to reopen the gate to the parallel world where I can beat up the author. <laughs> Amazing. And Vylon would welcome you with open arms. Well, it's hey, cheesy. remember what's our saying? Oh yeah, that's oh yeah, that's right. There is there is a third option, fan. You may kill yourself. Because killing yourself is always an option on the barcast. Also someone. Someone in the comments brings up a good point. Is she laying eggs like an egg, or is this her period? 
I think the reference to ketchup implies the latter. Hmm. Indeed. So, good answer. And she would, and she would, uh, as I said, welcome you with open arms. Good show. We'll move on to Darks Zero, who writes, When did you start playing Magic the Gathering? Uh, I have literally been playing since the Ice Age. Amazing. Like, there was a set called Ice Age. <laughs> I actually didn't know that, so that actually was, that's even more hilarious. So, which is your favorite expansion? Oh, ask me to pick my favorite child, it'll be easier. Um, <laughs> doesn't really have any, but, uh, like, again, this is much like trying to pick my favorite finale. Everything has something to recommend it. Um, but I guess if I had to choose, it would be, yeah, it would probably, or no. Yeah, I guess it would be Dragon's Maze. Uh, bit of background uh it's basically set on a world that's just a giant city covering the entire planet governed by 10 governed by 10 guilds of various kinds like you've got mad scientists in charge of infrastructure you have obstructive bureaucrats super magic spiky police an entire demon cult who's in charge of the entertainment industry mm. i've actually written a pony fix in that world um interesting but the thing about Dragon's Maze is that unlike all the other sets set on that on that world, uh, it had cards for all ten guilds because they were all vying for control of the universe. And no, Skeletor did not win. Damn it! You know, I didn't know that Magic the Gathering actually has lore behind it. Oh my oh, yes. god! Oh yeah, yes. so much. Oh yeah, I don't even play it, but I know the lore is ex really extensive. Alrighty. So, um, what's your favorite color? Um, yeah, blue, though red and with red and green is close seconds. I, only, I like it. Only one of those was the correct answer. Well, it's clearly it's blue because that's my favorite color. So he's, no, he's good. It's, it's green. Well, you can eat shit, Enigma. Make your choice, fan. Red or Blue or green? Blue. I'd rather do. I'd rather draw more cards than play giant stompies. Beautiful. All right. Tony Montana asks, "What are what are you the biggest fan of?" Um. This is going to sound très canadien, but making other people happy. That is definitely very Canadian. But hey, I... New Jersey. <laughs> ah, so the job that you write horse fiction on is a uh, massage parlor, eh? Uh, no, when I'm, not writing when I'm not writing horse words, I'm writing in PHP. That's a programming language. All right, PHP. Is, do you, uh, so do you, do, yeah, I wasn't sure if I heard you correctly. Okay. So I have a side question so, then. I have a side question. Do you have a preferred language over PHP? Or is PHP uh, like your top? That's the one I'm most comfortable with. What are your thoughts on Python? Uh, have not made, have, have not made heavy use of it since I was first introduced to it. It's 
interesting, but I'm going to need more time to get comfortable with it. Interesting. Yeah, I, st I started off with MATLAB and I didn't really go anywhere. So now I somehow I just found myself really fluent in, in TSQL. So, which is very, very specific, but SQL Server for the win, y'all. All righty. I'm sorry. Just there was a thump, and I thought to my and I. Asked, oh yeah, I, I, accident, I accidentally hit my mic. The um, I accidentally hit the uh, uh, pop filter. Yeah, my bad. If anyone uh, his ears are bleeding now. No. So all right, damn, I have to try harder. So <clears throat> all right, we have a, another fuck Mary kill situation. So fuck Mary kill of a cute pink-haired lolly who's abused by her father. A tall, big-breasted, shy chick who's obsessive, a kind girl, or a kind girl dedicated to making other people happy who's depressed. And if you choose to kill yourself, killing yourself will instantly marry you to the she-devil herself. Okay, before he makes a decision, he's referring to this uh, dating sim that Pencil and Freeze were streaming earlier. Got it. Got it. Mm. Uh, in that case, fuck this shit, kill the game, and be married. Love it. That's actually an option in the game. Alright, so, if we have that, let's see, you have the option to delete any work of fiction, including books, movies, video games, etc., off the face of the earth and erase it from everyone's memory. Would you do it? If so, what work would that be? Um, yeah, easy answer, Twilight. Amazing. Because, as and as a part of the ripple effect, that would remove Fifty Shades of Grey. Yes! Wait, are they made by the same author, or? No. Fifty Shades of Grey is basically a Twilight BDSM fanfic with the serial numbers filed off. This is true. Um, this one... The, the author of that wanted to publish this as a Twilight fanfic with all the uh, normal names and stuff, but when she realized she couldn't, she changed the names and locations. And so, yeah, that's right. All those people were whacking off to uh, Twilight. Wait, are you for real? Fifty Shades is actually a fanfiction? It is based off of a Twilight fanfiction. It is, it is, as fan of most everything said, it is a Twilight fanfic with the serial numbers erased, i.e. all the names and locations are changed. It's like if I was, if I say if I was to take Flower Mare and change the names to human names and make and turn and take Zila into Passion Dale for World War One. That's literally what happened. You're saying I could take my Ember story, change some things around, and make millions of dollars with it. Yeah, you can. Yes, <laughs> you can. I'm gonna do this. <laughs> <laughs> but you would just have to. You would just have to know that some people would probably see the similarities of that and that somehow someone's going to connect the dots. Yeah. I don't know how someone's going to, you'll just have to prove ownership of both of those. Long as the money ends up in my account. <laughs> and you won't have to go through Patreon's uh, collection system. So there you go. Um, per personally, I actually wouldn't delete any work. I just find it. It just says an, intellectual thing like i think all the books that are written should remain out there for people to read whether they're whether it's good or not so but uh, as but with you made a very strong argument for twilight though 
So the two for ones. Seriously. Can't be more value than that. So we'll move on to Desh Loon, who asks in with tradition, if you could, would you? I think I'd flip a coin first, depending on how happy I was with the result that I would. Perfect. Now, okay, we've kind of answered this question. Being a fan of most everything, what are a few things you aren't a fan towards? You did say needless gore. Is there anything else? Uh, not bothering to read the thread to see if someone else has asked your question. <laughs> That's... <coughs> All right. I like it. Now, Priest isn't here, but let's see what this question is. To Priest, could you make weird chewing noises as you get further and further from the mic? Note, it doesn't have to be very long. Also, it is a yes or no question. The option to do is thus an option. I have no idea what he's referring to. Do you guys know what he's referring to? I uh -uh. think the guy just wants fabulous material. <coughs> so we all just, you know, chew. If we all just chew, make chewing noises and do what he said and do it all in unison. Well, no, because... See, what, what, what happens is sometimes that uh, Priest will have some pizza with him when he's eating uh, food during the cast. And while the, while the person is answering their question, we can sometimes hear Priest, you know, chewing away at his uh, cheesy pizza. Oh, got it. I thought you just had like a chewing fetish or something and you just wanted to hear people do it in the mic while he jacked off. He, want, so. the, he, he wanted a chewing ASMR. He, those probably exist. You could probably go on YouTube right now and find that that exists. There's an ASMR of some dude brushing his beard. So there's there's one of a dude brushing pineapples. Is are you serious? Yeah. <laughs> oh my god! Only you would find that. I don't know how you stumbled on that, but it keeps. I told you guys, it follows me. I'm not looking for them; they just pop up. Flame, you were there on the road when it happened. Wait, what? What happened? We were driving, we were barely going to the freeway, and one of those electronic billboards was switched to canned pineapples as a fucking advertisement. Oh, yeah, that's right. <laughs> I honestly oh, think yeah. I honestly think there's something in this universe out for you regarding pineapples, and it all started with the Stella story. No, so. before that, but you... Oh, yeah, it's, oh, yeah it started with the uh, birthday party, right? The, pine the canned pineapple juice. I think so. I don't remember how it started, but I know it predates Stella. Okay. Righto. We shall move on to Zen Zenistrad, who writes, What do you do when you're struggling with a particular set of descriptive prose? This is a great question for all, of, all writers here, but we're going to hand that over to Fan of most everything, of course. So what do you do when you're struggling with a particular set of descriptive prose? Um... When it comes to descriptive prose, I just try to visualize the scene in my mind and, you know, describe it as best I can. And, you know, if I can't do that, then I clearly don't have the scene actually very well arranged, which means I need to further refine the idea. Okay. I like that. One thing I also found helpful is just, based on what you visualize in your head for however long, just vomit what you have on paper and then just instead of trying to do it mechanically piece by piece. 
because some it tends to meld a little bit better if you get everything on paper and then refine it afterwards instead of trying to say, okay, I see the clouds, I'm going to write about the clouds. I see the uh, sun's light, I'm going to write about the sun's light. I see the grass, I'm going to write about the grass. Um, I see the way the light reflects off the buildings, I'm going to write about how the light reflects off the buildings. So that's just how I do it, but you that it's the very basics are exactly the way you do it. So that's a very good way to go about it. So. Anyone else have any uh, thoughts on that? Uh, repeat the question again. Yeah, so lots of questions. Descriptive prose. What do you do oh. when you're struggling with it? Imagery. Imagery, bitches. Don't write about things that characters wouldn't notice. Use, I if you're, if you're writing in... If yeah, you're writing I, in first, if you're writing in first person, use the descriptors that the character would use. Exactly, yes. that's a good point. If it's not important to the story, you can make a little bitty note about it and then move on. Yeah, the whole uh, Rainbow Dash sitting on a cloud example. Yes, the only yeah, only in, yeah, in that perspective, very high up, she can see literally everything. So you don't need to describe literally every fucking thing. Mm -hmm. She's exactly two, there, sitting two miles off the ground. Oh, no, that's just being suggested. Again, yeah, but again, so a particular set of descriptive prose, yeah, just don't, you can't really describe nothing, can't describe everything, just, and don't do a two-piece meal, don't vomit on paper and not look at it again. So, honestly, it's kind of a thing that just comes with experience because there's really no formula to it. You just have to visualize it, write it on paper, see what sounds good to you, get feedback from it, and then revise it for the next time. I mean, writing really isn't, you're not going to get, some people are naturally gifted, but you're not going to get really good at a particular section of writing overnight. I mean, on average. Even so. unless you're a savant, in that case, you'll get really good at it really fast. <laughs> okay. But, yeah. Hmm. Right on. Then. So moving on to uh, Trickster Forester. Okay, this is the same question. What aren't you a fan of? So I wonder how many times this question will be asked again. So since we already answered that, we'll move on to Totally Not a Brony, who asks, you have such a continuous online presence. Has that changed across the years? And do you see trends in your browsing habits? Um, I, It's definitely shifted up and down as I've had more and less access to computers and excuses to use them um it could, it could definitely change in the future like just depending on my on how my workload shifts from well two week period to two week period because of how my office does things mm -hmm. yeah i mean i'm definitely going to i don't see myself dropping film fiction anytime soon so yeah, no, I agree. It's like I'd only leave when Fim Fiction itself gets taken offline. So, yeah, okay. So with that, we shall move on. Oh, it is exactly five o'clock. Shall we do the uh, chilling? Chilling time is a go. So, all right. I'm not usually the one who does this, but I'll attempt it. So, guys, as a quick as a quick commercial break. I'm sure many of you are aware, but the BarCast has a Patreon. Now, we do not take money and go do pizza parties with it. 
we actually help actual horses. And as of about, about what, a month ago, we are now sponsoring an actual horse from uh, Red, from, from what is it, Red Wings? Uh-huh. Yeah. yeah, Red Wings, which uh, Enigma and I almost went to go see him. We're definitely going to see on our way up to Babs next year. And his yeah. name is Big Mac. And by, and by giving to the Patreon, we make sure that he has all the food he needs and all the apple trees to buck. So, um, Milk, do we, do we have a link or, or no? We have a link, right? All right. So feel free to check it out. And if not, just spread it around. We need to make Big Mac nice, happy horse and make him go, yup. And I guess that's all we need for showing. So are we also are we also getting a letter from him somehow? Yeah, somehow he's gonna write us a letter. So I'm really curious as to what he's gonna talk about. Is he gonna just say hi things or is he gonna talk about the state of geopolitical affairs? Mm-hmm. So we'll have are to we see. Gonna, I'm more gonna worried that he's out? gonna look us up and find out who we are. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like he's gonna start listing very specific details about us. So, <laughs> so all right. Now we shall move on to Hawthorne Bunny, who asks, question one, if you could give only one piece of advice to all newbie magic card designers, what would it be? For the love of God and all that is holy, pay attention to how actual cards are worded. I have seen so many people fail to grasp the concept that magic grammar is just completely consistent throughout, and you don't make this shit up. Please, for the love of God, just look at how they word the cards and do that. Because I am a bit of a grammar Nazi, and that is multiplied tenfold when it comes to magic cards. What's the worst card that's stuck in your head that made you want to kill yourself? I mean, I I generally repress the memories specifically. (laughs) Okay. Think about it like this: if when you're writing a when you're writing for a card like that, you're also <laughs> very much writing a contract, as these cards are written by people who are lawyers, <clears throat> or at least that was my understanding. Uh, not really. I'm not sure it goes that far. Yeah, well, I thought it was. I thought some of the some of the writers for Wizards of the Coast were lawyers, and that's why. Magic cards were so very specific on what they do and loopholes that you could take advantage of. I definitely never heard that. And that was one thing I was told. Interesting. Yeah. May bear further looking into. Right, but uh, if it was written by lawyers, I'm be like, hitherto until the fourth time that this <laughs> happens, that. You may not until one fortnight later. I think it would do be some bullshit like that if it was written by actual <laughs> lawyers, to be honest. There's only one card. Twelve moons. It's like trying to read a fucking mortgage. Like, <laughs> so, two, would you like to design cards for a living or do you prefer it to be a hobby? Oh my God, if I could actually get paid to make up magic cards and test them, that would be like living the dream squared. Uh, I don't think I'll ever be able to pull it off, but I mean, I would totally move to Renton, Washington if that, if I actually could work for Wizards of the Coast, that would be amazing. So is that an actual job to create cards and test them? 
oh yes but card design is very much definitely a job jeez then oh yeah it's like the job of people to play video games for the companies then shit that just sounds pretty good all righty okay here's one here's one that i know you'll enjoy how did the idea for oversaturation originate it all began with a deceptively simple question why do humans have cutie marks okay okay um basically i i basically just followed from there go, going from semi-logical step to semi-logical step until eventually i had this like massive mind control meme up set up and you know and actually i did have a very different story plan before at oversaturation to introduce the idea of like the you know religion behind it and except that i actually did get pre-reading for that and everyone agreed that it was terrible mm. so basically i just incorporated elements of that into oversaturation and and just proceeded to follow through on the idea of you know magic growing out of control in the human world and just sunset shimmer struggling to make it to keep everything from blowing apart literally jesus so yeah i had fun with with drastic end of the world scenarios damn like that's one of the stories where that a story idea or an attempt of like something like either multiple universes or like apocalyptic got to jump between different scenarios to do shit to make sure everything doesn't implode on itself just sounds like there's just so much to handle at once that i'm not sure even like i'd be able to adequately portray a story like that was it like really was it like a hard story for you to write i mean i planned out for I planned it out fairly carefully. I will admit that I rushed I rushed the ending a little, mostly because I was just afraid of it ending up in development hell forever. Mm. Uh, but honestly, in terms of just coordinating everything, it wasn't that complicated, just mostly because it wasn't like, you know, end of next generation, you know, hop between timelines and make sure every one of the three points does everything right. Mm. It wasn't like that complicated, but it was fairly involved. Okay, so it's kind of the whole, uh, so you definitely admit that at some points, I'm sure we can all admit this for sure, some parts seem rushed or whatever, but then again, the, uh, the old ad adage of uh, the story that's been written is better than the story that hasn't been. Yeah, I'll take good and existing over perfect and hypothetical. Yeah, I would, I have to agree. So, all right. Twilight uh, Spark. Twilight Sparkle has a save the world by tonight, but the prom is tomorrow! <laughs> so the plot of the first Equestrian Girls movie? Literally. Literally. <laughs> Fuck. So, um, let's see. Number four. Fuck, Mary kill, and I may butcher some of these names. Fabulfp, Slitherhead, uh, and Experiment Crush. Uh, there are very helpful links. Uh, yes. Uh, <coughs> Definitely kill Slitherhead because it's not exactly going to mind or notice. Uh, Mary Fibble, because, you know, he deserves nice things to happen to him. He is a very frightened and unfortunate homunculus, and, you know, he just needs a hug. 
And I guess that leaves me with fucking experiment crush. So here's hoping that particular orifice doesn't decide to evolve into a mouth midway. Brilliant. So fun fact, the art direction for experiment crush was literally Yog Sothoth in the Emerald City. Jesus. <laughs> oh. So I'm looking at that Yogg's card right now and yeah, have fun with that. Isn't Yogg like much, much bigger? Well, yeah, a small extrusion of it. Wilbur Waitley's twin in the Emerald City. How's that? I mean, Yogg's a thought from the way he's described. He's, he might, he might as well, may as well be a rotten spaghetti monster. Hmm. All right. And number five, which Magic the Gathering creature would you most like to have pet? Uh... Almost, yeah, filigree familiar because it's an adorable robotic fennec. Mm. And really, what more can you ask for? Like, just purchasing one makes you healthier. Shit. Well, there you have it. Then we'll move on to Arconics, who writes, as a fellow member of the Fantastic Face Furniture Fraternity, do you have any particular plans for future fo follicular furtherances? I believe I will simply maintain the current arrangement mm -hmm. for the foreseeable future, but I cannot speak forever because, you know, some th my artistic nature must be expressed. Hmm. Very well. And, and how do you keep it so tame? Mine keeps jumping on the couch and stealing food. Uh... I know this may be a foreign concept for ARC, but there's this thing called trimming, where, you know, you discipline it by culling that which displeases you. I'm not sure what's going on. I'm guessing this is a little bit of an inside thing. Uh, basically, he, we both have beards. Okay. Okay. <laughs> That's up. Okay. No, I was I was trying to wonder if like okay, is there something obvious I'm not getting? Is oh, it's an inside joke. All right. So ah, we shall move on to Shakespeareicles. So, who writes fauna moist everfree? Rather than ask yet another generalized what aren't you a fan of question. Thank you. Okay, oh, okay, Shakes. I ask, what fetishes do you find strange? Not necessarily a revolting turnoff, but what makes you scratch your head like? Why would someone be into that? Um, I mean, there isn't a, a lot that doesn't lie in like one of three camps, appealing, revolting, or I could hypothetically see the appeal, but I would have to put like foot and armpit fetishes in the I don't get it camp. Like, mm -hmm. if, yeah. you look, if you look at some foot fetish artwork where, you know, the woman has clothes on, it's just a picture of her bare feet. I'm like, how is this even porn? Well, I mean, ankles were the thing way back in the day. Yeah, but oh. it's not the 19th century. <laughs> I don't know, maybe. No, no idea. But yeah, that's a good point. I mean, and you, I think so there's like some, so unwa I think it's like some whole like unwashed feet thing too. God, there is. Yeah. <laughs> so what you so what you guys are saying is if the the trend of evolving fetishes from ankles to naked continues, the next big thing will be skinless, like Cenobite. 
Oh god. That's Jesus. nasty on so many levels. All right. Let's let's throw this question to everyone. Uh Nigma, what do you what do you think is a really fucking weird fetish? Diapers and inflation. I really have to agree with inflation. I do not see the fucking appeal. Nor do I. I'd like it doesn't like it's not just like oh Jesus Christ unless someone shows me a really extreme picture but like it's like why and by the same token absurdly large genitals like penises oh yeah like oh hyper like hyper hyper stuff yeah um oh like, someone posted what's the science behind foot fetishes I'll have to look at that later <laughs> so thanks uh thanks other other guy for that um. Milk, what do you what would you say is a really weird fetish? I think I'm contractually obligated to say that none are weird because I have some really weird ones of my own. Um yeah, oh, yeah. Say, like one certain story milk. like one certain story that we're very familiar with. Yeah. <laughs> if I had to really pick one that was like out there though, I would probably have to say like knife play or like blood what? play. What? Yeah, oh, no, that's yeah. a thing. <clears throat> My or drowning, that or too. death, you know, any anything that's, like, involving dead people and blood and stuff. I'm like, okay, so there are some really weird fetishes out there, but at what point do you consider, you know, masochism with a knife sexy, you know? I don't, I don't think stabbing yourself multiple times leads to sexy times. Jesus. Uh, some uh, people like the potential for danger. Or, you know, That's with why some women have the absolute worst luck with men because they choose the absolute most dangerous people they can find. Well, same for dudes too, I'd say. I think it's for anyone. <laughs> I think it's for anyone too. Like, I, yeah, dude friends wind up with some horrible, horrible people that were really bad for them. <laughs> but like the type, like you've seen your friends with people, and you cannot see what they see in them. So clearly, there's something weird going on. Maybe it is a weird fetish. No idea. But um, if I was to be asked that question, yeah, I'd have, I'd have to go and I'd have to go with either, inf yeah, inflation. Which is expansion the same thing as inflation, or is it a little different? Kind there's of, a little nuance. Yes, same thing. Same thing. Yeah. Yeah, I'd have, to, I'd have to do that, or literally anything megapone. <laughs> oh my fucking god, Megapone. He's been dark for a while, like you pointed out. He, Flames, yeah, he gone yeah, or something? He, I, I don't know, but Megapone was a great person to talk to in normal life, and he just wrote anything his his Patreon supporters wanted to <laughs> wanted him to write. Like you guys remember the one where uh where he wrote where Flurry Heart had a bigger dick than her dad and he ends mm -hmm. up cucking her dad in front of him? Oh, I remember the fucking picture used for it. Yeah, and it it had an equal one to one ratio of likes to dislikes, and from the moment it got to the feature <laughs> box, it had like four hundred comments <laughs> on the same day of people just <laughs> flaming and arguing on it. It was the greatest. I think it was the greatest story he had ever wrote, and a lot of you know, a lot of people in the chat, I'm sure, know exactly what I'm talking about. So if you find that story of Megapones, read it. I highly recommend it. And there's one other one where with cervical penetration, and you know where I'm going with it. So anyway, 
And to the chat, yes, I just refreshed the uh, I just refreshed the uh, the um, question list. So, Lizzie Claire writes. Oh wait, did I finish the? Uh, no, I didn't finish. I didn't finish Shakespeare Cleases. My bad, Shakes. Number two. Can I point? Oh. Can I point out that I like Shakespeare Cleese Avatar right there with the pumpkin that has Tempest Shadow's face on it? Holy shit, you're right. It does have Tempest Shadow's face. <laughs> Jesus, that's Jesus. in detail. All right, so number two, what are you going to be for Halloween? Uh, as I said, candy distributor. Candy distributor. Oh, yeah, that's right. You did say that. My bad. Um, what is an MLP idea that you would like to see actually happen? Um, I mean, I'd kind of like to see Slice of Life 2 Electric Boogaloo, but... <laughs> yeah. That was oh, a lot of people didn't like that episode. I don't know why, because it was just such an amalgamation of shit posting that it was actually good. Yeah, I liked it. It was great. There was a few parts I thought they could have done better, but that's just oh, me. certainly. But I'm just a twisted motherfucker who enjoys shit posts, so that was like literally one of the best episodes. Honestly, I think the voices for some of the characters was just outright grating. Yeah, I mean, Bombard always had the inconsistent voices uh, when they finally decided on one. It just went, it wasn't what we were used to. Yeah, mm. well, I mean, you figure what we're used to are like the uh, uh, the Dorito animated comic where you know they're having the scrunch off. That's what we're used to, or what we wanted to hear for their voices. And what mm. we got were these hyper exaggerated, almost flipped voices. Yeah, like if if Vinyl were to talk and her voice was not no whacking, the fandom would lose his fucking shit. Yeah, like they lost <laughs> it over her having her not having red eyes in the one episode where she took her glasses off. Oh yeah, that's right. Yeah, they lost their shit, and Hasbro the Hasbro team, the animators, they changed it for God only knows what reason, and Hasbro stepped in and they said this is never happening again. Jesus. Okay, well... Wait, you're saying okay. she's got red eyes now? She does now. They are originally purple. Interesting. Interesting. This fandom is weird. I swear to God. <laughs> Fucking people lose their shit over everything. Alright. <laughs> so, what kind of music do you like? Are you a big metal fan? Just like the ones listed below in this picture. Uh, I actually... Uh, well... Like the one bad part about my job is that I have an hour-long commute to and from. Mm. So fortunately, I have a flash drive with about four thousand songs on it for the ride. Beautiful. And among those, I mean, you've got things. You have ecstatic Latin choirs, uh, Beatles, AC/DC, Weird Al out the yin yang. Uh, <laughs> Like the oh, basically the entire OSTs of Super Smash Brothers Brawl and Four. Nice. Beautiful. Grease is some great choice. The oh. entire Homestuck discography. Uh, my sister put a U2 album on there at some juncture. Can I make a recommendation? Go ahead. Donkey Kong Country. Uh, I do have DK64. Uh, no, you want to go with the original Super NES version or the Donkey Kong Country Returns. They are amazing soundtracks. Even by the NES standards, the music for that game is... Well, I mean, for me, it's a huge nostalgia thing, but they're still so good. Some of them are just so good. 
and they're really catchy too. So uh, I wouldn't, uh, first level is catchy. The second level is catchy. Um, the freaking one of the pyramid uh, levels that you have to escape from a freaking rolling stone. That one's catchy as hell. Or honestly, Metroid Prime, the Metroid Prime uh, soundtrack that, is really oh, good. I, I have the entire discography, Harmony of a Hunter, both ones, and nice. they never get old. Plus a few OC remixes from Super Metroid and Metroid Prime that <laughs> have stuck with me from childhood. Yeah. Like, if yeah, I throw you in can, you can delete any other music on my hard drive, but if you delete my Metroid soundtrack, I will <laughs> murder people. <laughs> Yeah, I'm kind of the same yeah. way. Lane was playing Metroid music on the road, and when I reached for the radio, he slapped me. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, you can eat a dick and enigma. This shit is... <laughs> this shit is staying. So, all right. But yeah, I also have a long-ish, long I'd say about an hour or so, back from work because of traffic, and yeah, music is a lifesaver. Oh, yeah. Goddamn. So, and picture of a big metal fan. Cool. We're going to Lisa Claire now, who asks... How do you manage to read so much? Um, again, I, I have nothing better to do, and you and everyone does a lot of interesting stuff. I go. want your job. <laughs> um, it helps to really, it helps to overestimate how long it takes to do things. Mm. <laughs> sounds, like I'm, sounds like I'm when I'm trying to work with accounting. I'm a stalker at Walmart. When I get bored, I can't just go sneak off into the back and start reading shit. I have yeah. to find other things to do or I will get fired. Yeah, I used to work in the cheese department of a, of a grocery store. I know how that feels. Yeah. All right. Now, You'd be surprised, surrounded by people, how much time you have to yourself. Yep. <laughs> so... Next question, Lise asks, do you have a Black Lotus? And by extension, how many cards do you actually have? I wish I had a Black Lotus. Oh, okay, this is a card. I thought this was an innuendo thing. Oh, Jesus, dude. No. Uh, like, this the, isn't the like Blue Waffle. The closest thing I have to a Black Lotus is my phone wallpaper. Um, but in terms of actual cards, uh, definitely well into the thousands. Like, I haven't counted at, like, any point, but, yeah, after, like, literal decades, you accrue a fair collection. Yeah, uh, I'm, looking to, to, black, to, I'm looking up the Black... I'm looking up the Black Lotus. Uh, <laughs> God. All right. So I got to view a collection of a, of an avid magic player, and it is a veritable mountain of uh, uh, box uh, boxes. What do they call them? I don't remember. But the theme boxes that you buy, and it only gives you so much, but they're really, really handy for collecting. The dude had like 50 of them piled up. And he's like, yeah, no, you want any cards? Just go through them. I'm like, you do realize there are probably really valuable cards in there. He's like, then I will stop you. <laughs> like, God damn it. Yeah, I'm, look, I'm looking at the website here. I put Black Lotus Magic the Gathering card, and I see a fucking price right here. The range is in thousands. Yes. Yeah. It's... There are land cards worth hundreds of dollars, and land cards are cheap as fuck. Oh, different land cards, yes. 
Jesus. All right, then. Yeah. And um, I use a mixture of shoe boxes and binders for the record. Mm. Yeah, I remember when I put my Yu-Gi-Oh cards in like that binder with the laminated uh, slot. Mm-hmm. The three by. Uh, that's what I do with yep. my pony cards. Yep, and then one day I put it down and I never. Now we'll so, know what he never. So yep. ravage, perhaps Con, um, you want to play the you want to play that uh, that pony card game with dual discs. No, I'm dual not discs. getting into your weeb. Shit. Besides, honestly, you wouldn't be able to use dual discs with the way you have to play the game. Jesus. All right. The battlefields are different. You don't get a straight row with the pony game like you do with most others because you have three fields you can play from. Loser gets sent to Tartarus. <laughs> Dude, I'd rule Tartarus. All right. Next question before we get too involved in this shit. Jesus. Yeah. <laughs> right. So, and Lee's also asks, what advice would you give to writers? Um, well, read a lot, especially professionally published work, just to get a sense of, you know, what can and should be done with the English language, and don't be afraid to break that a few rules on occasion. Um, beyond that, just, you know, don't be afraid, don't be afraid to just put your stuff out there. The worst people thing people can do is you know ignore it the second worst thing they can do is tell you to go kill yourself but you know those are the kind of comments you shouldn't pay attention to ideally the third worst thing uh the, uh, third, the... the third worst thing is that they leave down votes without explaining uh mm -hmm. but with any luck you never know you might get you might get people that who actually bother to give you constructive criticism or may even actually like it who knows one thing I found very, very handy is um, anybody that has a nondescript reason for disliking the story, ask them why, and even if you can't understand their reasoning, just try to identify the difference between their opinion on something and an actual problem that the story has. I had a guy that got pissed off at one of my stories because he didn't like how violent one of my characters was. And he's saying all this other stuff from his own life experiences that, you know, these people wouldn't be like this. It makes no sense. And I'm like, that's more your opinion than anything. I've got a ton of other people that like it and don't have a problem with it. So it's just him. What I was trying to say is the third worst thing they could do is ban you from breeding. That's probably the best. That's probably the best thing in your opinion, in my opinion. Yeah. <laughs> Jesus. All right. So <clears throat> that ends Lisa's questions, and uh, we have uh, questions from Sir Not Appearing in This Fic, who writes, "Who are the craziest people that you have interacted with or remember?" Uh, I think I'm going to have to go back to my spooky story and say, you know, the wandering veteran hobo. That's a great name. The wandering, the wandering veteran, the WTH. The, wait, what did I say? The wandering vet, I'm retarded. The WBH. <laughs> wow. Wow. That the was YMCA. A, the T yeah. is silent. 
Yeah, the T is silent, clearly, because I fucked up. I'm going to go kill myself. <laughs> so what are the most ridiculous things you have seen or experienced aside from Wandering Veteran Hobo? Well, aside from Wandering Veteran Hobo, the return, the revenge, the reckoning. <laughs> uh, I mean, most of them are probably fin fiction related like the dr the drunk writing that present perfect does that generally leads to some pretty outrageous crap like the latest one was apparently so bad they refused to publish it but it's about thorax like being freaked out by having to eat matter now and the resultant fact that he now poops so <laughs> A minotaur tries to turn him on to breathitarianism. What? <laughs> okay. Oh my god, it sounds like a troll fic. Well, that's the thing. It is a, like, collaborative troll fic where half the writers are <coughs> off their asses and the rest of us try to corral them into some semblance of intelligibility. It's a <laughs> lot of fun. Amazing. All right, and uh, he also asks, how do I land on either one of those lists? Um, I mean, you're never going to top Wandering Veteran Hobo, but, I mean, if you want to do ridiculous things that, by all means, next time PP throws together a drunk riding, come on in. There you go. So... Some of our some of us writers try to do a little research for our stories, and the internet is a convenient place to start or get a refresher. I know I've Googled some interesting things since I started writing. If you aren't a superhuman knowledge database, learned from tens of thousands of cars and a thousand fandoms already, and as such still Google things like the rest of us, what are some most unusual topics that you have searched for? And to be fair, through any medium. Um, well, I actually... I actually was checking the thread over the course of the week, so I actually wrote down some of the things I have searched for both at work and at home. And here's just a list of some of the terms. Uh, Passoite, the mineral. Affogato, gray goo, mangsome, origami horse, acromermex, gallimaufry, invert syrup, the minimum number of people to get a shared birthday, wamus, <laughs> Argumentum ad baculum, dishabil, Jose Cuervo, neuralgia, quandum, pearl tutorial, lateral canthus, crudite, Graham's number, et al., I am the captain of the Queen's Navy. <laughs> <laughs> I think the last one oh, is actually the fucking yeah. great, the best one. <clears throat> okay, then. Sometimes you really need Gilbert and Sullivan lyrics. Yeah. All right. So we move on to Utol, who writes, "Would you rape a hooker with blades with a blades dildo under gunpoint, like in Seven? I will say that blades dildo is an amazing name for a bad pony OC, a porn star, or both. I think that's the best answer you could have ever given to this question. <laughs> so yeah, if anyone makes a crack fic with a with a black and red alicorn OC named Blades Dildo." Link us, link us in the barcast. We'll give it a reading. Like, if Tempest Shadow had ended up in the porn industry, that is the name she would have chosen. There is another Afik idea 
right there. Tempest Shadow <laughs> goes into the porn industry after her fall from grace from the military, and her name is Blades Dildo. Write it. I'm too busy. And she put, like, blades at the end of her horn, of her cracked horn. Yeah, she just lodges a bayonet on there. and that Yeah, is she just screws the bayonet. <laughs> wait, wait. Like, so she has someone plant the uh, bayonet, like, right there, and then she just head butts into a wall to stick it in. And now she's stuck. Okay. Well, she could unscrew herself. Literally. So, all right. Would you write on a typewriter? All work and no play makes fan of most everything a dull boy and bash in the head of someone. You know, there were typewriters at BronyCon at Quills and Sofas, and I now regret not recreating The Shining with one. I remember that, and I think I think I think uh, we met over there too. So yeah, I think Rob was the one who brought them. Yes, he did. He brought a couple of them, I believe. Yeah, I. I mean, the typewriters were a lot of fun. I actually did end up publishing all the all the stuff I wrote off of them. But uh, in terms, the interesting thing about this question is that it doesn't specify you have to bash in the head of the person with anything. But I would imagine it would be the typewriter itself, and I'm not going to pay to replace one of those. So no. Mm. Yeah, makes sense. Um, anybody even makes typewriters anymore. Oh sure they do. You'd have to go to specialist places though, and they're pro and they cost a nice little penny. Ugh, no thanks. Yeah, and plus you have to maintain it on like a keyboard. So, what is the number one rule of the Fight Club? I mean, I can't actually tell you, but I will say that the first rule of Tautology Club is the first rule of Tautology Club. I hate you for that. <laughs> so, God, oh, damn it. <laughs> Well, who much heroin do you need to overdose? Hmm. That's what it says. Who much heroin do you need to overdose? Um, I mean, is this like Snowflame? You know? Oh my god, it's fucking Snowflame. I, I know about Snowflame. Uh, for those of you who don't, he was an actual DC villain who is literally powered by cocaine. <laughs> yeah, he looked like Ric Flair too, kind of. <laughs> like my boss looks, like my manager looks like right now. Oh god. <laughs> Are you sure it just wasn't Ric Flair all coked up? Like, I mean, are you absolutely sure of that? He was, he was, you know, ruling a Central American junta. I don't know if that narrows it down or anything. Maybe could have still been Ric Flair. I don't know. <laughs> so, all right. Um, yay, it's D-Day, and you were in a nice boat with your soldier guys. Ah, and there you are on the beach with Normandy. The boat opens, and the German MG-42 coloring the air red. What do you do? That's a good analogy. This is one of those cases where the answer is kill myself. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So, after a long day of work, you fall asleep, and in your dream, you hear children sing. One, two, Freddy comes for you. What do you do? Uh, ask him why he wasn't satisfied with voicing Scarecrow in Injustice 2. <laughs> wait, wait that was, Scarecrow was voiced by Freddy? Yeah, the guy who, the guy who portrayed Freddy Krueger voices Scarecrow in Injustice 2. Oh, nice. Most interesting. Okay. 
Um, now we go to, uh, let's see. Hawthorne Bunny posts another question. I'm posting this question on behalf, behalf of Bugsy Door, who's having technical difficulties. With Unstable coming out, have you considered posting a special FICG? Are contraptions the thing you were most excited about, or is there something else from Unstable that's caught your eye? I'm guessing a Magic the Gathering thing? Yeah, um, bit of background. So, uh, there, was a, there was a set called Future Sight, which included future-shifted cards, cards that were, you know, possibly from Magic the Gathering's future, and, you know, included a bunch of keywords they'd never used, a bunch of worlds they'd never visited, a bunch of concepts that were just really out there. And one of them was just a pure gag card. It was called Steamflogger Boss. It was a rigger, which was a creature type they'd never done before. Uh, it actually helped your other riggers, and it had another ability that was completely meaningless in the game. Uh, if a rigger you control would assemble a contraption, it assembles two contraptions instead. Now, this was intended completely as a joke, but it basically became the derpy hooves of magic. People ran with it anyway. Uh, it just became its own thing. People have been demanding for them to figure out assembling contraptions since. Mark Rosewater, the head designer of Magic, has sworn that he will find a way. And apparently he's going to do it in the upcoming set Unstable, which is a silver-bordered set. It's just this goofy-for-fun thing that where none of the cards are going to be legal in, like, any serious format, <laughs> except for Steamflogger Boss, which they're reprinting. And... Jesus. Uh, one of the things Bugsy is asking is, have I considered posting a special Friendship is Card Games for it? That's my weekly blog where I make the pony-themed magic cards. Uh, no, because I do it based on, you know, My Little Pony episodes or comics or whatnot, not on magic sets. And the other... And basically, I have to say... The setting itself of Unstable looks fun, but the contraptions I'm a little disappointed on because I've act I can't say this for certain until I see how they work, but I think I may have done them better. Mm. All right. Well, there you have that. So, and that's all from him. So we'll go on to Random Two Eighty Four, who asks, "Hi, Phantomos, everything. Hope you're enjoying the cast so far. When and how did you first start writing?" Um, I mean, I opened my fanfiction.net account in high school. If we're being very technical, I did, ha I did have some creative writing assignments in earlier grades that I greatly enjoyed and basically got the ball running. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, it basically depends on how you define it. Right. Okay. And if you had to, and um, you, I believe you answered this. If you had to recommend one story of yours to read, what, which one would you recommend most and why? I believe you said oversaturated. Yeah, oversaturation. Mm -hmm. Oversaturation. My apologies. Um, which episode of uh, ML? Oh, I'm sorry, were you saying something? It, very similar, no problem. Okay. Um, which episode of MLP do you hate that most others like, and which episode do you like that most others? Um, I mean, I don't really have a firm grasp on the general opinion of some of them. Uh, like, I don't hate a lot of episodes in general, and most of the ones I do, I think people can agree suck, like Princess Spike. Mm -hmm. uh, one episode that I do like that I believe has gotten a rather negative reception was It Ain't Easy Being Breezies. 
Oh, that one. Uh, basically, I just like it because a it uh, it makes the multiverse canon in in Pony, and b it's kind of hilarious to have Vegeta voicing an angry little fairy creature. <laughs> that was Vegeta. That was that guy did voice Vegeta. Yes, actually at BronyCon, one of my favorite cosplays was like a guy in full Saiyan armor with antennae and fairy wings. And I t asked him, are you the prince of all breezes? He said yes, and it was awesome. That's amazing. <laughs> Holy I shit. Didn't know that, is such an, that is such an obscurely amazing costume. That, oh god. I think I made his day by getting it. My god. Alright. I, I, th I think the episode that I hate the most is the one where it takes Applejack five hours to feed the pigs. Yeah, that one has issues. It had it had a good uh, it had a good message to it, but it was a weird fucking episode. All right. So, in your opinion, which character is the worst and why? Uh, Fleetfoot is a lisping little bitch. Fleetfoot <laughs> <laughs> is a what? A lisping little bitch. Oh, that's right. She has a lisp. I forgot about that. Shit, you're right. It's funny because so many stories have been written about her. Any voice of hers came out, and that kind of like fucked with everything. Um, All right, guys. Hashtag lisping little bitch. It's like Applejack's accent. You know, how much you want to ride it out depends on the <coughs> Exactly. Did you say, uh, what character did you say? Fleetfoot. The little bratty little shit from the one episode. Uh, she's the she's the seafoam green wonderful. Oh 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 oh, sorry. Mm -hmm. So yeah, and different little bitch. I think Ravage. And by that extension, which character do you find to be the most relatable? Um, like my general mentality hovers somewhere between Twilight and Pinky, so. Okay. I guess one of those two, though I do have my moments where Derpy Hooves is my spirit animal. Mm. <laughs> Whether it's just being so eager to help that I ruin everything, or just astonishing feats of clumsiness. Like, this one time in middle school, in gym class, I managed to trip so hard both of my shoes went flying off. Jesus. That sounds like a gnarly trip. <laughs> Oh, I was fine. It just I went it just I went ballistic with my shoes. Good lord. Yeah, I've never yeah, I've never fallen that hard. I mean, you you tripped and fell down into another dimension. Pretty much, yeah. And that's how it started. So, f fuck Mary Kill seasons 1, 3 and 5. Um I mean, if I kill season 3, does that done does that undo Twilicorn cuz I want to avoid that? No, I think it's I think it's just talking about in terms of like how the season went and stuff. Uh in that case, I think uh yeah, fuck five, marry one, kill three. There we go. Procrastination sucks. Tell us a story about it. Eh, I'll do it later. Oh, you witty little bitch. <laughs> okay. If you, that took you a few seconds, Flame. That did, actually. I had to register that. All right. So, 
Mobile Sam comes with his uh, normal question. How would you kindly tell us how you feel about potatoes? Yeah, boil them, fry them, cook them in stew. They're pretty good. How many times have we gotten that answer? No, that's just his question. So, but yeah. Now, we have a cyber phase on God DM asks, late again, so here are the questions. Would you Thing Pwn? If not, would you be friends with her? And do we have a picture of Thing Pwn on hand? I mean, I already said I'd fuck Experiment Kraj, so I think we have our answer there. Yeah. Yeah, yeah that's Thing Pwn right there. Oh, do we have it in the, uh, in the behind the counter? There it is. Fucking, yeah, there's Thing Pwn in the behind the counter for you. Yeah, that's pretty similar. So yeah, your answer would stand the time, that's for sure. All right. So if you know what a food pony is, name a type of food and or drink you would ponify. I am definitely familiar with food ponies. Um, I mean, I want to name something that hasn't been done. And uh, have there been burrito ponies? I don't know, actually. Do caviar pony. Yeah, I was actually thinking about that. That would be actually kind of horrifying. Um, I don't know. I mean, the idea of a burrito pony... Always full of beans, you know, you'd never need a flute. <laughs> Wouldn't she look like a mummy, though, because of the wrapping? <laughs> Ooh, and she'd get, and like, on a hot day, she'd split at the seams. That would suck. Yeah. She has skin condition. Be nice. <laughs> <laughs> but her gut spilling out all over just because it's hot? Her, her, her skin is very uh, flowery. <laughs> So, what would you, what mask would you wear for Halloween that's not horror related? Hmm. I mean, what non horror related masks are there? Um, like, I guess welding mask? Fuck it. Welding mask it is. How should Enigma be sacrificed to bring back our beloved? Corruption of Spike the Dragon. Hashtag bring back pencil. All right. Um, well, it depends. Which god, which demons do you have the true names for? How many black candles do you have on hand? Who can draw the best pentagram? I mean, there are a lot of tr things you have to take into account here. Okay, so then we'll just kill him and just beg for fate to return her. <laughs> Fair enough. So... Number five, who is second and third worst pony and who is second and third best pony? Okay, this is a very interesting question. Um, I mean, for second and third worst, I'm going to say it's a toss-up between uh, Spoiled Rich and Zesty Gourmand. Oh, right, that motherfucker. Okay. <laughs> I mean, to be fair, must love frogs for amazing things with Zesty, but she's still... Uh, Still in canon, just a complete bitch, and as WK memorably called her the offspring of Tilda Swindon and Voldemort. <laughs> Damn. I'm pretty sure her cheek her cheeks are like implants. Or lethal weapons. 
or both. Mm. Uh, now she got combat spikes embedded in her face. She is Blade's dildo's arch nemesis. <laughs> <laughs> yes. And what about second and third best pony? Um, like if I'm be if I'm following my biases, like definitely Twilight and Pinky. Right. So, it would, though, don't ask me which Twilight, because it is not easy for me to choose between, you know, standard adorkable and science adorkable. Mm. Right. Okay. So, number six. Have you played the old, the old, ye old card game? Unheard archaic thing. Have you played the old card game Yu-Gi-Oh? If so, what was your favorite card from the anime, a fic, and or the game itself? I ask because I found a fic named Ponyo. Jesus. Rise of the Heroes. It's okay. And I wanted and I want to know if a card if card game fics are hard to find now. Um I'm familiar with the rule set of Yu-Gi-Oh! I have never actually played a game. However, I did enjoy the first anime, mostly because I was happy that any kind of trading card game was getting a television show. True. True. Uh, there was actually this one, one thing, Duel Masters. It was basically a simplified version of Magic, uh, and the entire English localization was just a gag dub. It was fantastic. Oh my god. I what know else? that. What else is a gag dub? You all need to find the. Uh, you all need to find the uh, Chinese Star Wars Revenge of the Sith dubbed in English, and just have fun because it is a me. It is a meme goldmine. That is where and... we talk, do not want. <laughs> I have never laughed so hard in my entire life. Seriously, uh, guys, go watch that. And. <laughs> As for if card game fics are hard to find now, there are several groups on fim fiction for both Yu-Gi-Oh! And, Ma and Magic. Like, uh, I believe it's Drakey C who made one, who did, like, the first Equestria Girls movie, If It Were Yu-Gi-Oh! And as in, like, full-on bullshit magic. <laughs> Wait, no. No, it might have been the albino corn. No, wait, it was Drakey C, Duelist of the Autumn Crown. Well, it sounds like an interesting title. But yeah, like the bullshit protagonist powers that every Yu-Gi-Oh, you know, main character has are actually a plot point. Hmm. Okay. All right. So now we we turn to some questions for um what. What mask would you wear for Halloween? That's not from a horror movie or a show. That's kind of an odd. That's kind of an odd answer for that question, though. So I don't know, guys. You got any ideas about that? Jesus, that's what the idea. fuck, dude? <laughs> that's my fuck? idea right there. Dreaming baby counts as horror based. I would I would wear a children's mask just to scare Enigma. <laughs> Enigma's crying. Are you are you are you stab are, are you stabbing your baby? Fucking No, she, she's crying because my sister refused to give her the phone. I thought your sister went somewhere. I thought your sister was living somewhere else. They came back for some reason on today of all days. God damn it. Okay. Fucking Okay, so 
All right, everyone, really important question. White chocolate, milk chocolate, dark chocolate, or cookies and cream food pony? This is important. Go. Eat shit. Dark chocolate. Dark chocolate. Mm. It's a toss-up between milk chocolate and cookies and cream for me. Hmm. All right, then. I guess I guess that kind of sells it. But, uh... Mm. Never mind. So... Would you rather, A, have sex with a succubus pony in a dangerously sexy lingerie doing whatever two fetishes you want with her, or B, have sex with a lactating anthromilf and drink all the milk you want who is pregnant after using her, hus after her husband broke up with her? That's an oddly specific would you rather. So, all right, guys, would you rather go? Enigma. No, what fucking famous. Fan of most everything. I'm retarded tonight. Fan of most everything. You, what, what would you rather do? This is important. Um, I mean, if I, ha if I have to choose one of them, I suppose the second, just because, you know, I like my soul where it is. That is fair. Enigma. <laughs> do you really want to hear my answer with this crying child around? Yes. <laughs> Yes, and you better answer us right now. That was my answer right there. Go to your mommy. I think that means the second one. Yeah, milk, what do you think? I mean, technically, you don't have to give up your soul until you finish your acts, right? So I mean, it last forever. I mean, as long as you can hold out for a decent amount of time and then be like, Halfway through, fuck it, I'm happy with this, and then run away. Yeah, just run away from the succubus. Okay. Exactly. I mean, yeah. That is true. You see a lot of the succubus fix and uh, maybe some porn videos or whatever, and no one runs away after, after like, maybe one time. So it's like, okay, sure. Um, Ravage, what do you think? Oh, I'd go with the milk. The MILF. All right. Mm -hmm. And, um... I mean, you're, you're gonna get thirsty. You might as well quench it. Honestly, I'm not into that. It said all that I want, and I don't want any of that, so, you know. It's optional. But you guys... As for my answer, y'all are looking at this wrong. My answer is A is to have sex with a succubus pony because of one of those two fetishes of mine is dying at an old age. <laughs> so, I feel like that's guys, cheating just a little bit. Like, you guys just got played for fools. <laughs> <laughs> that's cheating. You know that's cheating. No, I got such a raging heart on <laughs> Jesus Christ. This thing, could, this thing could diamond drill shit right here. <laughs> Goddamn, guys. Gotta think. Yes. And that hurt. Fuck. So. Like. Diddly. Like, Flame, I thought you were doing that thing. I thought you were describing that thing where if you had the power to stop time and you start in a porno. Oh, God, that fucking story.
<laughs> that fucking story. As a brief overview of what the fuck Enigma's talking about, there's a story. There's a story where some dude says if he had the power to stop time, he'd get into the porn industry. And right when he's about, right when he's about to come on the girl's face, whatever they do, he stops time and just continually comes on her face for an eternity, and then unstops time at the very end. So what it looks like from a normal person's perspective is just this explosion of fucking man man seed all over her burying her completely as hair as he's aging in front of their eyes and hair blow gray, gray hair blowing out of his head oh god it'll literally look like he's jizzing away his life force exactly so and i think that and i honestly think that's the most creative use of uh time stoppage ever so there you go and now for the final question for everyone Fuck, marry, or hug an original changeling, a bat pony, or derpy. Fan of most everything. Um, I mean, hug the changeling, fu fuck the bat pony, and marry derps. Sounds good to me. Uh, Enigma. Uh, hug derpy, fuck bat pony, and marry changeling. And the child does not approve of my choice. Marrying the changeling would actually be pretty interesting because if for some reason you get bored of the current form, you could just you could just ask it to change into another form. Boom! In marriage instantly revitalized. Mm. <laughs> Milk. What do you think? Um. Kill myself. <laughs> God damn it. Um, <laughs> Really? You have the option to hug Derpy and you kill yourself? You know you know what? It's not just going to be any kind of suicide. It's going to be the kind where I glue my hands to my head after putting, like, razor wire around my neck and jumping off a building. So it looks like I ripped my head off. And then Derpy would look, <laughs> Derpy would look down like, I just don't know what went wrong. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus, I hope, hope you can live with yourself, you fuckhead. God. For the day, I'm probably going to be dead either way, so, you know. You'd be, you'd be dead as fuck. Very what dead. What are you talking about? Jesus Christ. And you should have a shirt that says Ron Paul 2020 on it. <laughs> so, all right. So, um, and as for me, I'll do, uh, I definitely do, I, I think I'd uh, mirror uh, a fan of most everything's a sentiment. Uh, probably, uh, nope. I think it was Enigmas, actually, which was uh, Hug Derpy, Fuck Bad Pony, uh, and Marry the Changeling. So, yeah, those Enigmas. So, and refreshing quickly, there are no more questions. And I believe we finished right on time. So, no, you didn't. You skipped me. That's what you did. I could have sworn I just asked you, Ravage, give me your Fuck Mary hug. <laughs> right now. I'm with... I'm with our guest. I would hug the changeling, fuck the bat pony, and marry Derpy. I'll allow it. You do so, know if you marry Derpy, you're never going to have nice things again. Yeah, but she's sweet. Just have nice things. That, oh, and oh, no, don't forget, we never specified which bat pony, so it's honestly kind of up in the air. And, and That's a toss-up. 
That's a toss up. So there you go. You get Pandora. You get Pandora's bat pony. There you go. <laughs> so without guys, that concludes this installment of the Barcast with a uh, fan of most everything. Thank you so much for joining us today. For having me. Absolutely, and you're more than welcome back to the Barcast at any time. So with that, we've got Enigmatic Otaku. <laughs> Oh, no, no children crying right now? Damn it. We've got milk. <laughs> <laughs> the coughing was apt. And we've got Ravage. I didn't stick my foot in my mouth. Our guest was fan of most everything. Go read his stuff. And I was your host for the day, Flammenwerfer. So this has been the Barcast. Y'all have a pleasant Saturday evening. Go fuck yourself, you turds. <laughs>